0: A great relationship is about two things. First, find out the similarities. Second, respect the differences. Unknown author. This week on
1: Point Black. Like, of all the things to choose between, I don't think religion and love should be one of them.
2: It comes down to your convictions.
1: Even if you love this person with
0: all your heart, find love somewhere else.
2: Welcome to Point Black.
0: Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with my co-host Tashika. We're going to be exploring religion and relationship because we brought that up last week. That was a point of contention between Tash and was Well, contention for want of a better word between Tash and I. And so we brought an expert to assist us <laughs> with the discussion. Tash, how are you? Before I bring my guest in.
1: I feel well rested. Um, I started catching up on Golden Girls yesterday, and I feel like, you know, all my childhood memories came flooding back. Golden Girls um, is the best. It's the best. You know, I need to work on how, you know, direct and straightforward these ladies are. It's mm-hmm. take it or leave it, but I'm going to tell you exactly how it is, and I could actually appreciate that.
0: That's awesome. And our guest for today is Carl Cunningham, Pastor Carl Cunningham. Welcome to the conversation. Thank you for agreeing to speak with us. How are you?
2: I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me on, ladies.
0: Awesome. So, religion and relationship. Is religion important? Let's just start there. Is religion important when you're thinking of starting a relationship?
2: Let's see. What would we define as religion? You know, I think we are all religious in our own ways. You know, Mm -hmm. we all have some type of belief system, some type of system that governs our lives. And even if you consider yourself an atheist or agnostic, you, you have certain values in your life that, that you live by. There are things that you will do and things that you won't do. You know? So if we're governed by in our lives by, by a system of beliefs, then that must affect any type of relationship in which we engage, I would think
1: are you then saying carl or alluding to the fact that it's more important to connect on the core values versus um who goes to church when or muslim versus hindu versus sikh it's more about the core values that have grounded the person because of those religious faiths that they might have
2: yeah i'd say that that's very important and if if those core values are particularly religious in terms of how we you know look at religion Hindu or Christian or Buddhist or agnostic or atheist then mm-hmm. it's gonna affect the success of any relationship especially a romantic relationship in which you go you know any type of intimate relationship I'm
0: trying to understand what's being said here so is it okay if I fell in love with a Muslim and he fell in love with me and we decided to get married married
2: well I don't think we make decisions that hmm I'm gonna I'm going to fall oh, in love. I'm fall in love.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm going to I'm going to fall in love with this person. I think we kind of that's why they say you fall, you know? You just got <laughs> yourself in this zone where mm-hmm. you have very strong feelings towards this person and all of a sudden they, they begin to to affect your rational thinking and and mm-hmm. you know, you, you start doing things like, ah, oh, man, why am I even doing this? But you can you can't even really help yourself, you know? <clears throat> So, yeah.
0: I asked that because, Tash, I was making reference to your thing that you had mentioned. Mm-hmm. where It's your story. So tell your story. Let me not.
1: So basically about a year and a little bit ago, I met somebody. And we were talking. Everything was going great. And he was a Muslim and I was Christian. And, uh, you know, after about, let's say maybe two, three months of getting to know each other, he came to the conclusion that it was just something that he couldn't go ahead with. It's something he couldn't do anymore. He couldn't reconcile um, to the fact or the idea that, you know, if we do decide to get together, get married, have children, his kids will be praying to Jesus. That, that just did not sit well with him.
2: Mm, right there. And then that, that that's a problem. You know, that's a predicament because mm-hmm. fundamentally his core belief, is going to oppose yours. So if you believe that that Jesus is God and he believes that Jesus is another man, that's going to affect every value that surrounds your Christianity, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, the issue of praying of that's going to be an issue. Um, Jesus dying on the cross to save us from sin. that's going to be an issue. It's Mm -hmm. going to affect everything. And of course your kid's going to be caught in this conflict i don't know how they how they would deal with it at some point it could cause a breaking point in your relationship with with your potential spouse
0: right and that is why i was saying to tash that i am adventist that even though i've never dated an adventist i've dated christians because for me it's one of those non-negotiables because on sabbath mornings when i'm going to church i don't want him going to work i want all of us to be going to church together. I don't want it is to be a situation where I'm home having devotion, praying to God, and then you are praying to a different God. Like, what happens to the kids? What do I tell them? Oh, daddy's wrong. And then daddy says, mommy's like, how? I don't know. So I feel like it's important to consider religion when you're getting into a relationship.
2: Yeah, and I, and I would go even further to say, if I may push the envelope a little, that, you know, marriage is all, already difficult right Mm -hmm. we're taking two different people from two different even if you grew up in the same context you know same country and there's so many subgroups to to every culture right Mm -hmm. it's already difficult to have a relationship to have that type of relationship to to be married to somebody to spend your rest of your life with them that's something that people are so so passionate and so driven about is religion you know you think of the crusades you think of how many people have been killed how many genocides Mm -hmm. have been Have been done in the name of religion right think about something that that people are as emotionally charged about and put that into the mix of a relationship if you're not on the same page it could literally be war yeah it could literally be war so for example cam you said you're a seventh-day adventist right Mm -hmm. there are different types of Seventh day adventists
0: that's Mm -hmm. true Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know
2: we're we're not all we don't all have the same views on everything true that's yeah, natural so you can easily be married to a certain day adventist like ah uh, that's how you feel about that <laughs> so now if that can happen even in your own religion can you imagine outside of that
1: so in situations where it's let so say for example the person is muslim but they're not practicing their muslim faith or like you said they're both christians but they have different understandings of what it means to be Christians. Can we carve out our own rules that we will follow as a household in order to make that work without sacrificing or commitments to our religious beliefs? I think
0: so. For example, Barbara Gooden, back home in Jamaica, Mm
1: -hmm. is
0: Catholic and her husband was Adventist. And they raised kids, and it worked. And one of the things that I think it was a husband said, like, they made sure that they had rules. So she, at no point in time, would she ever require him to do things on the Sabbath that she knows that he's not supposed to do. And he would make requirements of her that were against her belief. And for some reason, it worked.
1: So, I mean, I think it's easier, like you were saying before, Carl. It's easier when it's just two individuals because you're responsible for yourself. But once you start having children and you have to make decisions, did they have children, Cam, do you know? And were yes. the children raised to go? I think what
0: they said they did was that they raised them to love God and then they decide. They made they their, their own, own decision. They made their own decision, right.
1: So do you think that's possible as well in interreligious relationships? So, for example, Muslims and Christians were both Abrahamic faiths, right? So we both believe in God. So if you have a partner and they raise him to love God, and I raise them to love God as well. Do you think it's possible for them to grow and then make their own decision?
2: I think that we go back to the conversation of values, you know, because Mm. for most, I could speak based on on most Christians I know, or most at least Seventh-day Adventist Christians. It is their value system that they pass on mm-hmm. their religious beliefs to their children, mm-hmm. every aspect of it. If that's a core value to you, then you're not going to be passive about teaching your kids about your religion, your faith system, um, your doctrines. So if, if that's a value to you, then it's going to be a conflict if, <laughs> if your spouse doesn't believe that, you get know what I'm saying? No, no, no you're impeding on, on their right To give the children a type of non-biased understanding or approach Mm -hmm. so i think it's inevitable that we indoctrinate our kids whether (laughs) actively or passively you know Mm -hmm. just by your very actions i'll be transparent so in my marriage i was raised in a seventh-day adventist family right Mm -hmm. Um, my wife wasn't so she is seventh-day adventist now but there are still things which culturally would be the norm to me right mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily the norm to her even though she is a seventh day adventist you know i'm saying mm-hmm. we're still of the same belief system we're still in the same church you know but there are still things that that we may have conflicts on mm-hmm. just because of the cultural difference in how we are raised and we're still the, we're still the same religion you know i'm saying
0: yeah a question that comes to mind though so if i know the sabbath is correct right? I know it's the truth. I know my God is the real God and all that. Why am I scared of coming together with somebody of a different faith? Is it that I'm scared that, oh, this person is going to indoctrinate the kids wrongly or this, the kids will gravitate towards this more as opposed to gravitate towards the truth? But well, I
1: think that at that age, it's hard to gravitate to something because it is the truth if that makes
2: sense. Yeah, I, what get what, I get what Tash is saying. We're just so impressionable, you know? Like, yeah, like... Like, like you can just, really leave, you just leave your print on, on a child and...
1: I'm not
0: thinking about them gravitating toward the truth in, like, those early days. So I'm saying present both religions, present both belief systems, and when they're old enough, then they will hopefully be able to find the truth in all of that. I don't know if I'm making any sense mm-hmm. I'm explaining myself.
1: I think I understand what you're saying, but I think that we also have to be cognizant of the fact that faith, there's like a lot of blindness in it as well. So I think if we're allowing them to make a choice based on having like presenting information, Mm -hmm. that they'd probably have more questions prior to making a decision, if that makes sense.
0: But you (laughs) answer the questions because even with like, I was born and raised Adventist.
1: Mm-hmm. My mother
0: was born and raised Adventist and her mother and her mother, mother. Mm-hmm. And
2: oh, like, wow. Uh, you got it deep in your blood, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it runs deep. 99%, runs deep
0: huh? 99.9% of my family is Adventist.
2: Oh, wow. And
0: mm-hmm. Even to this day, there's still questions that I have that mm-hmm. I ask her. And mm-hmm. as you say, a lot of it is just blind faith. Mm -hmm. but she's not able to respond to some of the questions
1: Mm -hmm. so
0: why can't i give my child that it's just the only difference is that they're going to now be
1: asking questions on two sides that what i'm saying is when there is an alternative present sometimes that alternative will fill in the blanks that our religion don't necessarily have answers for and they can gravitate to that we are talking about kids
0: let's say I fell in love with somebody or somebody else fell in love with me from a different faith. And we decided, you know what? We're not going to have kids. Can it work?
2: (laughs) (laughs) What do you think is going to be a deal breaker for you? For me? What what would you not compromise on? You know, I think that's what it comes down. I mean, every Mm -hmm. marriage comes down to that, you know, but what's the deal breaker for you is not engaging in any type of commercial activity on, on a Sabbath going to be, an issue for you? Will that be a deal breaker for you?
1: It will. Come
0: to tell us something? Me not show off, show off, right? So yes. you know, when we have my man, me no right. one at church. I'll once everybody cause you up with them <coughs> whole hand, I pray together with them called the couples to pray and all these things. And me a one you daddy, so we can't show off my man. So you go don't we come at church? We going to church? We're gonna pray together too. So that in my head, like I just can't process that. I'm not supposed to be in church looking at everybody else a whole hand pray. And all these different things. And you're their work. I don't care how well you're going to provide for me. Mm-hmm.
2: No, that's a deal breaker for you. What it you say, is. What do you say, Tashika?
1: Um, I'm saying that we probably would have to have a conversation because some persons, even though they practice a different faith, um, they're open to doing things with you just the same. So, for example, if it is, you know, going to church on a Sabbath, they're willing to accompany you to church to keep up with couples prayer according to Cab. But at the same time, if it's, I don't know, Ramadan, then probably I need to fast with them. So like, can we compromise on some things? What are the things that are important to you a part of your as a part of your religion? And am I willing to meet you there? If we can't compromise on that, then it's gonna be a I no for me. And then with the fasting thing,
0: sorry I'm just being petty, but I like food. <laughs> my blood sugar low, so are fasting for forty days and forty night, I can not do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never can do that.
1: Christians, we fast
2: Christians, as well. <laughs> Christians, I mean, as Christians, I think that we we believe in that too. It's not something that that we can't be a part of. You get what I'm saying? Hmm. Hmm. Well, I that's do not. I can't. The longest I, I,
0: I've ever fasted for is like twelve hours, and that's because the night sleep was involved in it. No, I can't do that. Sorry. But even within the religions, as Carl mentioned earlier, like there are some Adventists that I would never date. But Miss marry because we believe differently about mm. like a lot of things. Like I met this gentleman one time and he was telling me, there's a text that the man is the head of the home and all of that. And he's like, My wife and I make no decision. Whatever happens in there, the, it comes down to me because I am the man.
1: Like that one
0: would never approach me.
2: Oh, wow. Wow.
1: So then it goes back to the value system that we we're speaking about mm-hmm. and the role we believe that, you know, the man or the woman plays in the relationship. But one of the things I wanted to talk about though, like in terms of black and white, right and wrong, because Mm -hmm. I know that when I was not Adventist as yet, and I was dating somebody who was Adventist because I started going to NCU and, you know, it's like Adventist Central. Mm
2: -hmm. um, (laughs) One
1: of the things, you know, one of the scriptures i often hear is that, oh, you know, you can't be unequally yoked. So I really want to like explain, that and what it actually means.
2: I think sometimes we want hard and fast answers,
1: mm-hmm. um,
2: but it comes down to to your your convictions. Of course, there are some conversations that you need to have with someone um, before you get married. You're dating; you need to have some tough conversations. You need to see, you know, what their worldviews are, what what their perspectives on things that are critical to you are. You get know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So you, you were speaking of unequally yoked. We throw that term around. It's in the Bible. It means that, that so there, there's this thing that they put on, like a cast that they put on two heads of oxen, right? Mm-hmm. And they both have to be moving in the same direction. If one turns, the other has to turn. If one turns left, the next one has to turn too. They can't be opposing each other. Mm-hmm. They have to be moving in the same direction. That's how the yoke works. So if if there's something that you know that you are convicted of, then to be unequally yoked would mean that I can't be in an intimate romantic relationship. I can't be married to somebody who isn't of that belief because to me, this is a matter of life and death.
1: So it means different things for different people based on convictions. But what about persons who enter into relationships with the intent of having their partner switch? It's like, oh, I'm going to convince you. You're going to see that Christianity is the right. No. So we're going to do this, and then, um, you know, we're going to figure it out. That has problems all over it.
2: But, you know, at the same time, there are so many stories, you know, so many testimonies of people who, for example, weren't Adventists, They married an Adventist, and years after they, too, got baptized, you know, entered into the, into the faith or into the belief system. But there are, of course, cases of the other side, you know, on the Mm. other side of the spectrum.
0: Why I say has problems written all over it, sorry, Tash, Mm -hmm. is because you are going in with the intent to convict. Our job is never to convict, but we can't convict anybody. We can convince, we can persuade, but we can't convict. So Mm -hmm. if you're going in with a mentality that you're going to convict this person to do what, what? what happens when... All your efforts don't no work out.
1: Well, not even convict. If it's a matter of using the right word, we're going into persuade. <laughs> like, not even convict, since our yes, job is conviction. But I think you were saying something earlier, Cam, mm-hmm. um, about knowing that your God is the God. And mm-hmm. so persons will grow to learn to see, to know that what you believe is right. So mm-hmm. if it can happen for children, why can't it happen for your partner?
0: Yeah, but I'm not going to, like, that has to happen before we get together, though
2: Mm. because
0: I'm not going to go in with the hope that that's going to happen because I'm going to have all, like, relationships are hard. Let me tell you something. I've not been in one for the last 12 years, but I know relationships are hard, right? (laughs) And so I don't want to overcomplicate it. So until we find ourselves at a place where we're on the same page religiously, Mm -hmm. we're not going to be getting together. I told you about the guy that I really liked and he claimed he liked me. He was atheist. And in the back of my head, someone was like, maybe God sent you to introduce it to him. I'm like, yeah, but too much of a burden Jesus. And I walked away from it.
2: But but I would say though, Cam, don't cut off a person like that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a hard um, line to tell. But yeah, don't cut them off, you know? like We need to be able to develop friendships before mm-hmm. before we even think of, of marriage, right? Can this person be my friend, right? no nah. oh, <laughs> why
0: were you even interested <laughs> in engaging when, in when, place. <laughs> when i went in i didn't know it was a <laughs> when i went in <laughs> it was a piece we still message every now and then just to do check-ins and stuff but like, in having conversation with him he was like no this is how i was raised and i'm never going to do this and i'm never going to do that
2: <laughs> oh so he was raised with 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 that worldview
0: yeah and he's like, oh, my family is like that, and I have no intent and change. Like I'm good, but one thing though, he was always respectful of my belief system. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I find that atheists, well, sometimes <laughs> Christian people aren't very tolerant, tolerant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of other people's um, worldview,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and very often, especially in our context of the world, you know, that's the dominant worldview, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. We feel like everybody should have that worldview, but for the most part, I find that very often atheists tend to be more tolerant. Ah, oh, okay, that's what you you believe. Mm-hmm. That's 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 on you.
0: Hmm. So if it is, Carl, kind of like that you're saying, you know, you don't choose who you fall in love with and all that. Why is it are there some churches or some denominations that won't marry you if you're not getting married to the person of the same faith, the same? d domination
2: it would it, it seems like a conflict of interest i could simply say that because not wanting to sound very business oriented but it seems like a conflict of interest because you know that's a liability the possibility How is is, the,
1: liability?
2: Like, <laughs> the possibility is it that is membership <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> here's what i see mm-hmm. very often in relationships you get to a point in a relationship where uh nobody's trying to come home and fight with their spouse every day. Mm-hmm. I don't just mean on this issue. Sometimes you want to come home and just chill, just have peace. So you're not gonna bring up every everything that 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 is that you may be convicted of, you know, just for the sake of peace. So let me just chill on this particular issue for today. You chill on it today, uh, chill on it tomorrow. Before you know it, you know, it's just like it's a slippery slope.
1: Mm-hmm
2: yeah so as a pastor I wouldn't say that if one of my members decides that they are gonna marry someone outside of or of our faith system that I'm not going to marry them because if that person has made up their mind that they're gonna get married they're gonna get married you know what I'm saying I believe in the sanctity of marriage mm-hmm. um, as an institution of itself so yeah I'm gonna have this tough conversation with them but if I don't marry them what? They they're probably gonna go off on Elope or No, I'd I'd, I'm gonna I'd find
0: somebody else.
2: Exactly. I I would I would marry them. But and
0: then in doing that, aren't you all just being like gatekeepers for love?
2: I, I don't think that's the intention. The intention is to set you up for success. It's to set you up with the best possibility.
0: Oh god, that's going on a slipper slope. I don't think we even think we have time <laughs> we have time for that conversation.
2: Because- set you up for the best. The best possibility, you know. But
0: then you mar then marry people of the, like the people within the church, and they can see that they don't belong together. Exactly. But well,
2: but yes. well, I wouldn't. I can't speak to that. That because there are people in the church go to the same church have mm-hmm. the same that don't belong together, right? They're yes. just They're just not for each other, right? And that's why we do premarital <laughs> counseling. You know, that's why it is encouraged. And I would say even more than premarital counseling is equipping people and encouraging people to have these tough conversations. When you're dating, don't browse over stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, if something is a deal breaker for you, have the conversation, because it's gonna be an issue. It doesn't go away, it's gonna be an issue later.
0: So let me ask okay. a question. Okay, go ahead. Sorry Tash, let me ask mm-hmm. a question. Like everybody knows, this is like a truth, that man shot, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, and then when, them plenty. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you do the calculations from those uh, let's say you have ten men. About total of those ten men are Adventist.
1: Mm.
0: One and a half of those two men are taken.
1: Mm-hmm. Would
0: we'll leave you with a half a man, you have about ten females looking mm-hmm. for a full man. How do you treat with that? If I find somebody of a different faith or it just doesn't align perfectly with adventism for example what do i do with that because i still don't want to be lonely i don't want to have a man what me do don't want to share a man exactly i'm not gonna want to share me either because <laughs> <no>, goodness
2: <laughs> that's true that that is a challenge it is a challenge um and I'm not sure exactly how to answer that one, to be honest. It is a challenge. I honestly
1: don't feel like we should be making a choice between religion and love. Like, of all the things to choose between, I don't think religion and love should be one of them, especially when religion preaches love constantly. Love your neighbors, love your enemies. Like, how?
2: Here's my thing. I Honestly, I, I don't think you go into... To marriage, loving somebody. (laughs) Mm. You don't
1: have a strong attraction, but it's not love.
2: Love is, is the test of time. Mm. Love comes down to a decision of commitment, right? You both being committed to making the most of this relationship. That's love.
0: So that means then Tash, that goes back to what you're saying. So Mm -hmm. if we're committed to loving each other in spite of whatever, why can't religion be one of the in spite of?
2: You could be both committed to growing as people, um, to growing in truth, as you were saying, Cam. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and I think if you both are on that journey together, then there are some conversations you're going to have that that you will both agree on some things, you know. And yeah, you, but you won't agree on everything. i
0: good from the conversation that we've had. If somebody just caught the ending of the podcast, they know the question, is religion important to relationships? What would your summary thought on it be? But both of you, and then I'll think about it while you talk.
2: Sashiki, you want to go or you want me to go?
1: Um, okay, I'll go first. I think that if it is that you find someone that you want to be with, then the conversation should be had about the aspects of your religion that are non-negotiable and if you can come together and chart a path forward based on those non-negotiable aspects then all for it
2: yes yes i agree you know you you need to have these conversations um, what is a deal breaker for you what is non-negotiable and if that's your belief system and you'd like to remain in that because marriage takes compromise, mm-hmm. right? There's some things that you're, you're going to say, all right, I guess I'm just going to have to deal with the fact that he leaves his clothes on the floor, mm. right? But I can live with that. Mm-hmm. I can't live with him not valuing prayer mm-hmm. as the first thing to start our day. Can I enter into a relationship with this person? You, know, you just got to ask yourself, am I willing to compromise on that? What I, what can I compromise on? What can I not? What's going to cause the least problems? And then you move forward.
0: Okay. Um, I think my thing is probably another side of the same coin in that I had mentioned it before. So because you love somebody, doesn't mean that you have to be with them. And so don't use love or the strong feelings that you have to bypass these important things because they're going to catch up with you. So as Tash and as Carl said, have the conversation, figure out what it is that, what are those things that are important to you? What are your non-negotiables? And then move from there. So even if you love this person with all your heart, but you require that this person pray with you, or this person goes to church with you, and those things are non-negotiables, then find love somewhere else.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Oh. Yeah, and I, and I reiterate that love is the commitment to, to, to sticking it out with each other. You know, to being there for each other.
0: And with that said, Tash, my weekly signature wrap up. <laughs> yes. And with that said, we've come to the end of another episode of Point Black the podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If there are any questions? Anything you want to follow up on, feel free to contact us on Instagram at Podcast. Thank you so much, Carl, for joining us for this discussion. Thank
2: you. It was a pleasure to be here.
0: Thank you. And Tash, thank you for being here with me every week. Thank you. Thank you for (laughs) being me. (laughs) And until next time, guys, have an awesome weekend and we'll catch you next week. Same time, same place. Bye. Bye.
2: I'll take care.